what we attach ourselves to in life is what naturally we will take shelter of at the time of death. At the time of death, you're in a helpless condition. There's nobody around that can really help. Perhaps many have tried, but the dear body and all that is connected to the body is on the verge of being stripped away forever. All of our relationships, all the time and energy we have spent to accumulate a particular identity within this world, it is about to perish in a moment, forever. And for a materialistic person, this is the most horrible experience because they do not know where they will go. In fact, for most materialistic people, they do not know if they will even exist. For those without a theistic faith, death means we cease to exist. There's nothing left. When death is approaching and the body's organs are shutting down for good, what are the names that you use here in India? We're somewhat familiar these days. There's a lockout and then there's a closure. Lockout was you might be sick and dying, but when it's actually time to die, it's finished, closed. So at that time, we're helpless, whoever we are. Even if we are great heroes in combat or persons who can control planets by political prowess, at the time of death, we're totally helpless. We're humbled. One devotee was recently telling us how when he first came to the Hare Krishna temple, he was determined not to bow down to anyone. And actually he wouldn't bow down. And he was brought into a class of Srila Prabhupada and everyone was offering their Dandavat obeisances. But he just thought, why should I bow to any man? And Prabhupada said in the lecture, looking right at him, that if you don't offer your prostrated obeisances to God in life, then you will be forced to offer your prostrated to God at the time of death. So then he bowed down. <laughs> it is fact. We have no choice. It doesn't matter who we are. Death does not take concern for how much money is in your bank balance, for how much property you have acquired in life. Death does not concern itself with how beautiful or handsome your body may be or how intellectual, what educational qualifications you have. Does not consider even how many people you love and how many people love you, or how many people you hate and how many people hate you. Sure as death, the most certain thing in all of material creation is death. There is absolutely nothing that could be more certain than death. So we are helpless. In that helpless state, whoever we are, we have to seek shelter 
somewhere. And at the time of death, it's such a traumatic experience. It's not that you can at that time just intellectually, philosophically, logically discriminate of where you should take shelter. Your mind and your heart just runs to wherever you were seeking shelter in your life. Wherever our conditionings are is where our attachments are. And the mind will run in that direction. Sarvasya shaham hridisani vishtomatasmitir jnanam cha. Krishna is the source of remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. Yegatamam prapadyante tamstatayvabhajamyaham. And he reciprocates according to how we approach him. So the time of death is the final exam of life. People who accumulate within their hearts deep attachment to the things of this world will naturally, unavoidably take shelter of those things. Antakali chamameva smaranatva kalevaram. Yam yam vapi smaranbhavam tyajatyante kalevaram. Krishna tells in Gita, whatever you think of at the time of death, that last thought will determine your next life. If somehow or other we can think of him, we go to him. Otherwise, according to our state of consciousness, the culmination of our attachments, our aspirations, and our desires in life will appear as a last thought at the time of death. And that will determine the destination of the soul. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on devotionalnectar.com.